and welcome back to our podcast, School Buzz. I'm Rebecca Cooksey, and today we're talking about new teacher support. And I have Renee Rubio and Michelle Lambeth with me. Ladies, could you give a brief introduction for yourself? Okay, hi, my name is Renee Rubio. I um, have been in the Lancaster School District for 22 years-ish, maybe a little more. Um, I was a science teacher here at Amargosa Creek for 17 years. I was then the induction facilitator for seven years, and I am currently serving as the induction coordinator, and this is my first year in that position. Hi, I'm Michelle Lambeth, and this is my 26th year in education, my 25th with the Lancaster School District. Um, I was a classroom teacher for 19 years. A lot of that was spent in sixth grade classroom, and then also in science and math at seventh and eighth grade. This is my fifth year being induction facilitator. Good. Sixth graders, man, I love sixth graders. That's the grade I taught uh, for years. And one year I went down to fifth grade, I went, nope, nope, I like my sixth graders. So I, that's the best group, at least for me. I go into, um, my daughter teaches second grade, and sometimes I go and visit, I'm like, no, no, yeah, this is not, not the place for me. <laughs> me neither. I'll take a middle school kid any yeah, day. Middle yeah, middle school. Yeah. I even like my sixth graders when they moved from elementary to middle, I liked them better at the middle. Oh, did you? I, I said did. I never taught at a middle school. I only taught at an elementary. Yeah, so. I was at Monta Vista for two years, and when they moved them all into the middles, uh-huh. when Amargosa opened, I moved with them. So Very cool. It was nice. Yeah. So before school started, the district provided new teachers the opportunity to attend the New Teacher Academy. What were the learning objectives for that? Um, New Teacher Summer Academy is kind of like drinking from a fire hose. Um, We focus on what we know new teachers need to do to be successful starting off the year. Um, Let's take you through some of the big ideas of what we focused on. Um, We started it with participants being invited to CKH, Caption Kids Hearts, because we believe that building relationships with students and staff makes for a successful classroom. And having that cohesiveness throughout the district is important. We were also able to offer our new special ed teachers Um, Some specialized training with Christine Goulet and Rosemary Napoleon, focusing on things like writing IEPs or accessing SACE. From there, we focused on classroom management, how to build procedures to ensure success. We know that students can learn and teachers can teach when there's structures in the room. And then we moved forward into curriculum training. This is where we first introduced our new teachers to adopted curriculum and provide access to tools they will be using throughout the school year. We also provided time for grade level collaboration and planning time with experts in the room to provide support. We wrapped up um, New Teacher Summer Academy with a whole paid day to start working on classroom setup and work. And we know as teachers, whether new or veterans, having a day to set up your classroom and getting paid for it is gold. Our favorite part, of course, is at the end where we had a catered lunch for all of our participants and invited all of our admin to get to know our teachers. I think that time to set up a classroom and just kind of like know where to put the desks and how you're going to get around and that's so exciting as a new teacher. You get that, you get your classroom and you get to be able to move things around and do what you want. Were they excited about doing that? They were. Matter of fact, they wish they had more time. But, yes. But it's nice. We, we provided them some ideas with bulletin boards and seating arrangements as well during New Teacher Summer Academy. Yeah. And it always makes me laugh because they think desk in rows. We, you know, yeah. there's so many different ways now to you know, organize your classroom. And so she actually, Michelle actually takes them through all the different kinds of ways mm-hmm. you can organize from groups to rows to pods, you know. Um, and it's kind of funny because they think they know it and then they go through our training and then they're like, whoa. Wait a minute, maybe I have a different idea now. So it's fun to watch them um, learn and grow and put the ideas into practice that we 
um, have tried really hard to impart to them. I was at um, Endeavor last night for their open house, and one of the teachers was a language arts teacher, and she didn't have traditional desks. She had, like, long tables, and she put the kids on both sides of the table. I'm like, ooh, this is perfect for collaboration and getting kids to talk. And she goes, that's my goal this year. That's awesome. Uh, I, my daughter started a couple of years ago, and when she did not go through uh, getting her teaching credentials, she just came in you know, with an emergency. And I was like, okay, let me help you. Let me pull down the standards and then the EL standards and the safety plan. And you know all of this stuff they have to learn, and yet I'd forgotten how much stuff there is to learn at the beginning. I'm like, okay, just work on classroom management. That's what we're going to do first. And then we'll we'll get we'll add more things as we go on. But if you don't have classroom management, that that's got to be your goal that the first couple of months, right? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. That's that fire hose we were talking about. Yeah. And, and we did take the time, which I think is probably one of outside of the curriculum the most important parts of the summer academy is we give them we show them how to build a procedure, and we gave them the time to identify like okay everything needs a procedure, but what are your top ten? <laughs> And let's work through that. And you can see in processing, I need a procedure for the drinking fountain. Yes, you do. You know, for every single thing that a kid has to do, you have to have a plan. And so um, we gave them the time to work on that and to work in grade levels. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? How are you going to do it? Mm -hmm. um, it was a really good productive time, I believe. And that's something that when you're not a teacher, you don't realize it has to happen. No. So you don't realize you have to teach kids how to stand in line. Yes. Nope. Teach kids how to go to the cafeteria. All these things that have to be taught, you think, oh, just naturally they're gonna do it, but they don't. <laughs> yeah, I think it was one of the things that our teachers appreciated the most, because they said it was the first time they really understood about procedures, because they said in college they tell you, but they don't tell you how. Yeah. So they appreciated, I think, the modeling too that we um, were able to do for them. We like to model. We like yeah. to model. And that <laughs> is so, it is so po part. powerful, it really is. Um, so we hired almost 60 new teachers this year. Where do you start with supporting them? And what's critical for that first week of school? We start with support, really. Um, we have a lot of teachers. I think we have 149, it including induction and internships and PIP. Wow. So that includes the last, you know, okay. previous year's hires. We, when you get in there, you, it's, it's terrifying because you feel like, and you don't know anybody, and you don't know who to ask, why does my air conditioning work, and all those little things. So we really start with support and making sure that people know who is there to help them. They have a lot of help, um, but you know they don't always know who to ask. And so it's really important for us to make sure that they understand that they're not stranded on the island by themselves. Mm -hmm. um, and so the first thing that we do for our candidates is, and our ISP teachers, is we pair them up with a mentor. So right off the bat, they have a person who is usually on their school site. It's, we're not always that lucky because we have a lot of new teachers. Um, and we make sure that they are paired up with a mentor. Not only do they have a mentor, but they have a multitude of other ways and other people they can ask for help. And I'll let Michelle continue on with that. Yeah, so on campus, um, a lot of our teachers have some support, you know, starting with admin, they are our instructional leaders of the camp, and they've all been there, they know what teachers go through. Um, we have instructional coaches, which are, especially for our new teachers, are lifelines in the classroom. They've got that flexibility to be able to go into the classroom and help them with the, whatever they need. They're able to help them and demonstrate lessons, anything that those new teachers need. Of course, Renee talked about their mentors, and that's their own specific person that they can go to every time. They meet with those mentors for a minimum of an hour per week, every week, outside of, outside of school hours. Um, and then, of course, the teachers that are around them. 
Um, we are very much a, a collaborative district. We encourage our teachers to reach out to their respective um, people in their classroom, um, whether they are the same grade level or the same subject, and collaborate. That's, that's being a good teacher, and we know that collaboration helps build that unity throughout the school. That's great. Um, I would like to be paid to be a mentor because I get a rundown of the class every day for about 30 minutes, so I, I would like to be paid as a mentor. Right. Well, you know, and, and added to that, Renee and I are here too. We've got the yeah. flexibility that um, they call, we come running, and, and we can go to all the sites and are usually on a site sometime to help them as well. So that's nice. I know when I was a, a principal, when I would get a new teacher, I would order what I thought they needed for the class to start up because you, you don't want to get into a classroom and not have scissors and glue and all those things that you need and just gave them like, here's a welcome box. If you need anything else, let me know, but at least you've got things to start off with. And I think most principals think that way. We want to make sure our new teachers are supported and feel like they're part of the team because we want them to stay. Yes, we do. <laughs> and I get a kick out of our new teachers because, you know, the principal is your boss, yes, but it, it's a different kind of relationship than having the boss in the office that you only go to to turn in a project. Right. And it takes Michelle and I a lot of work with our newbies to convince them that it's okay to go into your principal's yes. office and ask for help yes. or discuss a problem. Well, that's my boss. Well, yes, that's your boss, but they're also your team and they're also your instructional leader. Um, so, you know, the idea that that's my boss and I can't talk about my weaknesses or how I need help is something we do spend a lot of time trying to, you know, d get rid of that notion in their head that they cannot go to admin for help. And so kind of we spend a lot of time on that in the beginning um, because they are where we need them to go, yes. you know, and, and to, to ask for help and to, and the best part is to share the good things. When you have something fantastic going on in your class, we always tell them, go get your admin. Yes. And have them come in because. Invite them. Invite them. Yes. As admin, you don't always get to see all the good stuff. Yeah. You know, and that, that helps, you know, everybody's happy when it's all great in the fills classroom. Their, fills their bucket. It too. does fill mm -hmm. their bucket. So. Well, I, when I was a principal, I, I was very good about going in classrooms. And when I first got there, they were like, why are you here yeah, all the time? Yeah, scared. And um, so I realized I was just there to go. I want to see what go, going on. I want to see my kids. I want to see you. And then they would call, hey, I'm going to do this great science experiment. Let me come down and see it. <laughs> right. So I loved that because I just wanted to see what was going on in the classroom and be part of it. So that's great advice for new teachers to invite admin into the classroom, either for feedback. Hey, I would like your feedback on how I could do this better or to, to watch something great going on. So let's say I'm a new teacher and I'm really struggling. I'm just really having a hard time. Kids aren't listening. Parents are yelling at me. Um, admin's kind of like looking at me meanly um well what do i do you got to reach out we have systems of support you got like seven layers <laughs> of our cake that you can go to you've got to reach out and we tell them asking for ask for help ask for help you can ask the mentors you can ask michelle and i you can ask your instructional coach they really are a lifeline because they see they know most of the kids they see what's happening across campus and we know our new teachers are required to meet with their mentors once a week, at least for an hour. Mm -hmm. And it's in those settings that that's where you need to be talking about, this is what's not right and how can I fix it? And usually that relationship and the mentor um, can assist. And if the mentor can't, this is the power sometimes of our program. When the teacher is afraid to ask for help, the mentor can always lead the way. Okay, well, if you, we're going to go and we're going to see Mr. So-and-so and we're going to talk about what's going on in the classroom. Mm -hmm. And it makes it less scary because it's not just you by yourself. You have support. 
Um, so we really encourage them to reach out. And sometimes the mentors call us and tell us so-and-so struggling. And Michelle and I will go in there. Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes it can be as simple as I was in a class last Thursday, earlier in the week, and they, their conditioning broke. Mm-hmm. So, you know, kids are melting down because yes. it's like 149 <laughs> in there. And our poor new teacher didn't know what to do. Yeah. And I was like, you got to ask for help. Yeah, tell <laughs> your here. Yes, they, they didn't know. And so they're here to help you. Um, and so that's just, we live in a system of support. And we, we try to make sure that they understand that here we are. That's my job. If you don't reach out, well, then I'm just thinking you're doing okay. And we, we both love to help. Well, um, I think that's kind of a natural instinct of when I'm not doing well or I feel like I'm not doing well is to kind of close down and close the door and kind yes. of keep to yourself. And in this profession, we have to support each other because it's not a – you're not an island. No. You, no. you have to get the help <clears> of your <throat> colleagues and, and make sure that, you know, you're – joining that PLC, you're, yes. you're asking for the help that you need. And I think getting that across to people, that peop- there's help if you just ask for it. Yep. So tell me about the first year you were teaching and uh, what would have been your advice to yourself? My story is awful. My first year <laughs> teaching was horrendous. I had just moved here from Washington State. So I was battling, I was battling weather, it was July, it was hot as can be, yeah. and I was not used to that. Um, I didn't know the culture of Lancaster or Palmdale. I was not with the Lancaster School District. I was with the Meadow District. Um, But mostly, um, I felt unsupported. I did not. I had a mentor. I didn't see her the entire time. She never reached out. Um, My colleagues wouldn't talk to me. I would go to them, and I would ask them for help, and they just would say this word, be consistent. (laughs) And um, it's always my story, be consistent. I'd say, okay, be consistent with what because I didn't have the what I didn't know how but I knew I had to be consistent but I was doing consistently bad Mm -hmm. Um, I had admin that put a lot of pressure on me um, and they weren't willing to help me they just wanted to um, basically berate me and tell me I wasn't working hard enough and I was someone that was working until 7 p.m. every night (laughs) going home and working some more my off-track time because that's when we had year-round school I used my off-track time to go observe other teachers I all I did was work I was miserable, and I finally came to the end and just said, I can't do this. Um, I was terrified that I wasn't fit to be a teacher. This was something that I had wanted since I was in seventh grade, and I thought, I just spent all this money on my university, and I'm not, it's not for me. Mm-hmm. And I decided to give it one more year. Uh, I got hired by the Lancaster School District, and I had some fantastic colleagues uh, Marshall Zahn, Melissa Wood, Linda Casey, <laughs> that took me under their their wing, and we sat and did common planning, and they helped me along the way until I got comfortable to say, okay, let's try this instead of that. Instead of just doing what they were planning, I, I felt that comfort. Mm-hmm. Um, my advice is to uh, get in a situation where the people around you are going the same direction that you are. That are, that are willing to be collaborative, that are willing to help, that want to talk to you and, and want you to be successful. Because clearly the people I was with before did not care whether I was successful or not. Mm-hmm. And mentors are so important and um, to, to that lifeline and to that building that capacity to do the job. Because it's a hard job. It is a hard it's job. It's a hard <laughs> job. Um, it's the hardest job you'll ever love. That's true. So I have, I have a different story. Um, <laughs> when I was a little girl, I was going to grow up and be an archaeologist. And the first time I ever tried it, I was like, I don't really like this. <laughs> it was very dirty. Um, I fell into teaching on accident. I'm an accidental scientist. 
Um, I started as a substitute here in Lancaster School District, I think in 2000. Um, and, I, and I subbed for a couple of years trying to kind of figure out what I wanted to do. Um, I took over for a retired teacher, Mr. Swenson on Blue Track at Amargosa and Science. <laughs> and I remember it just fit. It was just, I, I was really good at it and it fit. And I remember Mr. Conti came down and said to me, so have you ever considered being a science teacher? And I was like, no, but maybe I should. Um, and kind of the rest is history, but I had a completely different experience. I had a mentor, it was Mr. Wainsgard. He was next door to me from the minute I started. He walked that path with me. He dried my tears. He picked me up when I felt like I was falling down and told me, you just stumbled, it's fine, keep going. But he was there with me every step of the way and I do not think I would have been as good at the start as I was without him mm -hmm. because he helped me in every way, shape or form that I could possibly need. Even on the days I didn't think I need help. You know, he was able to talk with me and talk me through all of the things. And I, to this day, am so thankful for him because he was so opposite of me. If anybody's ever met Mr. Wainscott, he's, he's very soft-spoken. <laughs> and if you want to hear him, you have to listen. And that was his power in the classroom. Well, I was as much opposite of an extreme as he, I could be with him. <laughs> but somehow we meshed and I, he, he was the secret to my success. And it was that mentor having somebody walk the path with you. And honestly, Lancaster is a great place to work. I had colleagues and I had teammates and I made, you know, my collegiate friends who were there to help me and um, show me the, the way to become an amazing teacher. And they did a really good job. So I was very thankful for my path and I'm glad it wasn't like Michelle's. But look at her now. It's, it's one of the reasons why I like this job is because I have the power to help those new teachers not have that experience that I had because I would have quit. Mm -hmm. If I had had a second year, I would have not been a teacher. I don't know what I would have been, but I would not have been a teacher. And it's um, it's my heart. And so I'm glad I can be there for other teachers. Well, I think that the, what you said both was that having that partner or that team to work with is really, it's gold. If you have a great team to work with, that's that will save you and it will make you, make you stronger because you'll share ideas, you share ideas for planning, you share ideas how to him having trouble with this kid, what do you guys think? If you have a good team, you're golden. Yes. If you don't have a good team, Makes maybe look time. around and see if you can find another another yeah. team because um, I don't think you can do teaching without a good team behind no, you. absolutely not. And in fact, when we first started New Teacher Summer Academy four years ago, um, we had them plan a whole bunch of curriculum and stuff for you know the first couple, like the first month of school. And then they all got to school and the grade levels were like, I don't know what that is, but this is what you're doing. Oh. Like they just <laughs> stepped up and supported our new teachers, like full grade levels. And so now we don't even touch curriculum. Mm -hmm. We show them where it's We give them the tools that they need. But we really focus on classroom management because our teams in Lancaster are so amazing mm -hmm. that they're there to support our new teachers and to give them the tools that they need to be successful in the classroom. And I really appreciate that about our staff. Well, and we now have built-in planning time, which yes. when I was Huge. in the classroom, we never had that. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> we, we have to do that after school, or uh, we've my team would meet in, during the summer and plan out what we're gonna do. But yeah, that built-in PLC time, that's fabulous. That, it's fabulous. It's really nice that that's built into this, well, the school week. You know, yes. Now that we have that. Yes. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming in. Thank I appreciate it. Thank, thank you for you. helping our teach our new teachers. You know, they're over ten percent of our teaching staff. I was gonna say we have hundred and forty nine new teachers. Yes, <laughs> into a lot. 
149 and 97 mentors supporting them. It's a lot of people. It's a it's a good part of our school district is. is in that in that um, either helping or getting help. Yes. So, thank yes. you for all you do. We appreciate it. Thank, thank you for you. having us.